Welcome to Dependus Belaining, the podcast. Here we are again in your ears telling you about military shit and true crime, because why not? That's what we're here for. I am Jen. And I am Veronica. It is all we know. All we know is this military life and true crime, because that's it's what true. I do. It's all I'm obsessed with lately. Just this morning, I was watching some sort of true crime on YouTube while I was getting ready f- to go to work, and it was great. What was it? Do you remember? Murder. Um, I was watching, her name's uh, Bailey uh, Sarin. Love her. Sarian? The Makeup and Murder? She- Makeup and yes. or whatever? Yes. Love She's her. so fun. She's, She's so, so real. yeah. Yes. I I just love listening to her. She's so funny. I half the time I'm not watching her put on makeup. I'm just listening as I'm yeah. doing all my stuff. And yeah, she's so entertaining. I I listened to the Bloody Mary one today. That was good. Oh, yeah. She's so funny. She makes me laugh. Um just cuz yeah. she is super relatable with what she talks about. And I enjoy her videos of her just talking like her get ready with me videos more than I do the true crime. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll watch her. I, I watch her a lot too. Yeah. She's fun. I, I'll i have to watch the other ones too because I've just seen the true crime ones and um, they're, those ones are great. So yeah. Yeah. She's, she's just more entertaining to listen to than mm. like, um you know, like a news reporter one. So it's great. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. here's somebody that's just a normal person. Mm-hmm. That's good. Don't I hope it doesn't get to her head. She stays humble. <laughs> I know, right? She seems yeah. like she would she would be she would stay that way, which yeah. is good. <laughs> I hope. Great. I hope. Yeah. I watched the there was a 2020 special the other day on the John Bonet Ramsey case. <gasps> um so yes. just, it, it it really wasn't anything new that the public doesn't already know from all the stories yeah. the media put out. But it was still really interesting to rehash some of the stuff and yeah it's so suspicious just everything surrounding that case yeah yeah yeah. right it's weird like it's weird i don't know i listened to parts of the true crime garage they had like a six part uh six episodes on it and um i couldn't i didn't listen to all of them but a lot of the one i think i listened to the first three and they got into some deep deep stuff i mean they didn't go either way you know they weren't just like oh yeah it was definitely the parents or oh yeah it was definitely the son or mm-hmm. oh yeah it was definitely this they were kind of like going all around just giving you information on everything that came up but yeah the fact that what just what i found so weird was that the friend went down into the basement to look around and then saw nothing yeah. Even went into the wine cellar, saw nothing, which was, I was like, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, you know, dad comes down with the friend and they look in the wine cellar and the first thing they see is yeah. her body. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that doesn't make any sense. So yeah, that's what I'm hung up on all the time. And then the, uh, the window in the base, the basement, how it was cracked open. There was like a suitcase propped underneath the window. And yeah. the detectives was like, well in the picture that they showed because they like bungled that entire crime scene they they did it was they did a terrible job at securing it and how the cobwebs so many people 
so many people were in there touching everything, wiping down counters. Yeah. They were making toast, you know, yeah. passing the note back and forth. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we were just helping our friends. Like, our friends were in need and we needed help. And it's like, dude, no, that's a crime scene. You can't be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> like quarantine everyone to one room or kick them yeah. out. Yeah. Just have the don't, parents. Yeah, don't touch nearby. the note. That, yeah. That too. Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to interrupt you. That too. Mm. The, the note, like that's three pages. That's fucking weird. The three. Who page has note? time to write three pages? Come on. A ransom. Always gonna note. write three pages. Yeah. Yeah. A ransom note and asking for. I have your daughter. 000. Give me money. That's it. This yeah. exact amount of money, which happens to be the exact amount of money that um, the dad received as a Christmas bonus. Yeah, weird. weird right? Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it's all shady, shady. Who knows? It is. It, it is. Knows? And none of that sits well with me. But, you know, I, you know, it's been forever. Who knows if we'll ever find out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that you hair got, is doing You got right a now. little antenna of hair sticking <laughs> out on your forehead. <laughs> I don't know what this is anymore, where it came from, what it's doing. Yeah. It's like bangs. So I have, not... a, I have I have that too. See, <laughs> I think it's from putting my hair in a ponytail so much. And mm-hmm. so I have hair breakage. Yep. And then That's it's what like, I got. so I'm trying not to put my hair up in a ponytail as much, but I also want to shave my head a lot. Right. I need Cut a haircut. Cut it all off and yeah. start over. I need a haircut so bad. And I mm-hmm. can't, unless I go, like, black market hair haircutting salon. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen before That's we right. leave. Yeah, so my hair is, like I said, I'm slowly turning into Rapunzel. My hair is so long. It's okay. Uh, you can do Elsa braid. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go, Jen. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> hey, Let it go. Before we get started, why don't you... Tell our listeners where they can reach us. Um, yes. If you want to reach us, because you do, with your stories, comments, I mean, anything under the sun that you would like to tell us, yeah. you can email us at dependisplaining at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and reach out at us there, too. You know, we like talking. We obvious, obviously, obviously. Y- you hear us every day. Well, obviously, we like yeah. talking, but we also like ratings and shares and subscribe. So give us some yes. five stars. Yes. That would be great. Let us know how we're doing. We love it. We love to hear it. Yes, please. Five stars. Um, find us on the Milso Muster app as well. Subscribe four ninety nine a month, and you can get us. And other military-related content, all for your app-using pleasure. Mm. Did that work out? Sure. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever all that was, you know. So here we are. There you are. Great. Here we are. Send us your shit. Send us your shit. (laughs) (laughs) Not Um, your literal shit. We just want to know things. Yes. Whatever you want to know. And we also want to um, start doing giveaways from some of our fellow listeners that have like their own businesses, their own um, little Etsy shops or something. We'd love to, you know, partner up with you guys as well to do some giveaways to some of our faithful listeners out there. So if you guys have like your own handmade 
Etsy shop stuff that you uh, want to promote more, let us know and we will plug you and we can do like a giveaway with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Collab, stop, collaborate and listen. Oh, that could be a fun giveaway (gasps) theme. Jen just (laughs) blew my mind. (laughs) I'm going to write that one down too. (laughs) Yeah. Write that. Stop, collaborate and listen. We got something for you. Mm Mm-hmm. We do. Always. Because that shit penetrates. (laughs) (laughs) If you're too young to understand, stop, collaborate, and listen, God bless you. Yeah. You missed out on the greatest years of the 90s. Yeah. Okay, Jen. I have a story for you. Do you want me to get right to it? I am so ready for your story. Okay. So I have a story and I got most of my information on Wikipedia. Um, there was a couple articles on the, like on a military website. It was like military wiki. But mostly I received or I was able to gather all this information from a show that I saw on Hulu called Deadliest Decade. Okay, so today I will be talking about the kidnapping and murder of Tracy McBride. Okay, let's get into it. Um, so Tracy McBride is from or was from Centerville, Minnesota. Uh, so at 19 years old, she decides to join the U.S. military. So she was um, at the right age when witnessing all of these women breaking barriers into like the military and into government positions. And she wanted to be a part of it. Tracy according to her family she wasn't one that you would think would join the military just because of her personality um she was she loved like um like uh drama and theater she's very musical she was a cheerleader so it's not somebody that you would think you would picture joining the military mm-hmm. <clears throat> so her best friend don in the documentary says that she describes her as having like a great loving personality. She was really bubbly. She always had a smile on her face. And she worried about her going to basic training because she's like, she's gonna she's gonna be a target with a smile on her face all the time. And and so she was worried about her in that way. <laughs> but Yeah. Because she like her middle name is Joy and she definitely lived up to her middle name. So she always, she always knew, Tracy always knew that she wanted to join the military and her family wanted her to go to college and she wanted that for herself too. Um, But the military was more important. She wanted to be able to pay for college with, with being in the military. Um, And she was hoping, sorry, she was hoping to have her degree done by the time she, by the time she was done with her tour in the army. So she wanted to balance both. She was very inspired, like I said, by all these women in the military that were breaking barriers and in government positions. And actually one of her favorite movies was um, A Few Good Men with Tom Cruise and I want to say Nicolas Cage, but I know that's not his name. Jack Nicholson. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Veronica. (laughs) Oh, I I was I knew exactly who you're talking about, and you said Nicholas Cage, and I was like, that sounds right. And then I'm like, wrong. And you're like Jack. Nich- oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. No wait. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's also a military movie, and that inspired her as well. So she joined soon after graduation. She graduated in 1993, 
And then in April of 1994, she's off to boot camp in South Carolina. She seemed to really enjoy basic. She didn't even mind like waking up at, you know, 4.30 in the morning. She was all into it. She was enjoying her time. She wanted to make the best of the situation and she wanted to come out on top. And she does. She graduates and receives an outstanding soldier award uh, out of like 260 girls. And her family is there to watch her receive this recognition. And we're so proud of her. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So she was she was doing amazing. She was, you know, she's like, I'm going to be in the army and I'm going to be the best. Yeah. Starting for her. Starting with basic training. So. She then attends intelligence training in California, and in February of 1995, she then heads out to Goodfellow Air Force Base in San Angelo, Texas. Want to hear a fun fact? Yes. That's where Kyle and I got married. (laughs) At San Angelo, Texas, yeah. he was San Angelo. Yeah, he was there. That's where the fire academy is at. So I flew Uh out. I flew out when he was in tech school. Uh, to see him and that's where we got married it's a really yeah it's really really small it's got a small hometown feel the base is small um but there's a lot of um intelligence training there um oh cool yeah so she continued tracy continued her her intelligence training there and all branches of the military received training or part as part of their training is at goodfellow and it's a, like I said, it's a relatively quiet place. It's small. So nine days after arriving at Goodfellow, she's assigned the laundry room duty. So she sits there uh, making sure that everyone coming into the building using the, the um, washers and dryers, that they sign in and out of the facility, you know, just for, for record in case anything happens. So she's, mm-hmm. she's bored. There's nothing to do. It's a Saturday night at, at, that night and um there's a million places that she'd rather be and so she decides to call her friend dawn back home in minnesota and she's kind of like teasing her she's like oh it's saturday night and in your home like at least i have a reason to be where i am and not out but you like you're not out and so they start you know they just start talking regular teenage stuff your typical teenage stuff they they talk about boys and stuff like that so then all of a sudden, while they're still on the phone, there uh, Dawn hears an interruption and Dawn says that she heard like muffled talking and kind of like, kind of like when you put your hand over the mouth, mouthpiece on the phone. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Mouthpiece? The mouthpiece? The receiver? Anyways. Yeah. Um, I think so. So, and then she hears Tracy say, I can't right now. I'm on a long, I'm on the phone long distance. And then the phone goes dead. De- uh, Dawn doesn't think much of it she's like oh she's prop she probably wasn't supposed to be on the phone and she got in trouble so she had to hang Mm. up quickly so she's not worried about it and dawn goes back to sleep um but then at the same time of the phone call two soldiers near the laundry room private michael peacock and a marine sergeant john peoples see a female soldier leaving the facility with another man like they kind of, <clears throat> they it's it's dark and they see her walking out, being led out by this gentleman. Yeah. Um. So one of them recognizes her, and he knows it's Tracy, but to him, it doesn't look right. 
Uh-oh. the situation. Right. Because like I said, it looks like the, the man is ushering her out. Like he was forcing her out of the building. So Pe- Peacock and Peoples get like a bad feeling and they jump after right after them right so they're like this doesn't look right let's go find out they're like something's wrong and as they're running out of the building they're calling to anyone that can hear them they're like call 911 call 911 so these guys reacted fast so they split up to look for tracy and once outside of the building peacock goes around the building and he sees tracy standing there still as can be she's just like a statue she's not moving so he starts walking towards her and the next thing you know, he gets hit over the head. Yeah. And he loses consciousness. Oh, no. So, yeah. So once he regains consciousness, Tracy's gone. Yeah. She's gone. She's nowhere to be found. So right away, you know, they call. They had called the police. And the, I mean, these guys jumped at it quickly. And so they, they contact um, Air Force Special Agent John Whitson. And he's called by the security police. He arrives quickly because I, I believe he just lived right outside base. And he starts to investigate right away. He interviews the two soldiers and Peacock, who was injured at this point, before he heads to the hospital, he gives him as much info as he can, right? Before, because he's like, this guy needs medical attention. Um, so Agent Woodson notices the bruise on the side of, of Peacock's head. And he's like, oh shit, that looks like the like the magazine of a gun like the the markings and he's like so when he examines so he's worried at this point obviously yeah um so um agent whitson also examines like he sends off peacock to the hospital he's like dude you need medical attention go so he examines the laundry room for any evidence and because uh, that's where tracy was last seen and there really isn't like much to go off of. Tracy had left like a laundry basket with some of her belongings, but nothing to signal what exactly had happened other than what the so- the soldier had said. So um, Whitson goes outside and like where the assault happened because inside there was like no sign of struggle. And so he goes outside and is like checking out the outside and he finds like the blood from Peacock's injury from his head and he also finds a live round. So it's a it's a it's a it's a bullet and it hasn't been spent. And it's just laying on the ground. It's from a nine millimeter handgun. Now, this is something to worry about because the there's a weapon involved now. Um, nine mil, a nine millimeter gun is very popular, but it's very unlikely for someone. It's 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 um. It's not uncommon for a service member to have a nine millimeter gun. However, on an intelligence base, it's very strange. Yeah. Because they're not they're not armed, I guess. I'm not sure about that. But um so now they think it's it's more likely for someone that was outside of the base who doesn't have who doesn't live or work on base to have a gun come in. So it has to be someone who has access to the base. Mm-hmm. It's more plausible that it's someone already on the installation, basically. Yeah. So the Air Force OSI calls the Texas Department of Safety to help with the search. They're like, we need more help. Um, this is big. Let's work together. So they all begin to question everyone involved who may have had contact with Tracy, beginning with the laundry room sign-in sheet, right? So they go through that and they really don't know where to start aside from that list because 
she had only been on base for nine days. So how many people could she have met and gotten acquainted with in nine days? Wow. Um, yeah. So they, they start working from there. So Peacock is now well enough to be interviewed. And um, based on his description by um, the police are able to create like a composite sketch of the male scene with Tracy that night. And Peacock says he had a green field jacket but it looked like an older jacket from an earlier time in the military. So now they think that it's someone with prior military experience from a veteran, not someone currently active duty, just by the description of the jacket. He's like, it's a green field jacket, but it doesn't look like anything that they would issue out now. It looks like something from back in the day. Yeah, and that would make sense then, right? Because veterans still have... If you have an ID, you can still get on base. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll get to that, Jen. Oh boy. So then, <laughs> so then a full search initiates and an all points bulletin to the surrounding area or the surrounding uh, counties is set out, and it's uh, to be on the lookout for Tracy McBride and this male, and uh, as well as uh, like his composite sketch of what they think he looked like. So the search has now moved from off base to or sorry, from on base to off base as well. Um, authority Authorities inform Tracy's family. They let them know that Tracy has been kidnapped. And of course, they're out of their mind worried. Yeah. And they also, they inform Dawn's best friend about it. And Dawn knows right away. She puts two and two together from that night about the phone going dead. And it just, she knows. She's like, that. I'm the last person I'm probably the last person that she spoke to. Yeah. So it becomes a big story in, in all over Minnesota. And they're all rallying with the family, you know, for support. And they're just praying and hoping that they can find Tracy and bring her home right away. They then interview these two Marines that people said may have been acquainted with Tracy like they were friends um, and could possibly fit the description of the of the sketch. But they were quickly ruled out. They even spoke um, very highly of her. So the investigators discovered, they, they spoke very highly of her. And then they discovered that Tracy was actually in a romantic relationship with another Marine. But this Marine was stationed at a different location. Mm. Okay. His name, yeah, his name is Chris Contreras. And of course, you you know, you always look at those closest to the victim. Yeah. Right. So Tracy met Chris during intelligence training in California and they fell in love hard quickly and they were just very, very, very in love, you know, young and ready to start a life together. And police at this point are like grasping for straws are like, where is Tracy? What could have happened to her? And they're like anything that could stick. And they they start saying maybe Chris was madly in love with her and couldn't stand being away from her or or maybe there was something that happened between them and he drove to San Angelo and killed her but he was stationed in Virginia that was not enough time for him to drive to Texas and then back because he had an alibi he was he was home and he had people to to say yes he was he was here like there's no way Um, or also that, that Tracy was just done with being away from him and she wanted to be close as she staged her own kidnapping and that she, you know, to cover up for her going AWOL. 
but that wasn't of her character. She she was, you know, she was all army through and through and she wanted to serve. So that was also ruled out. Um, so the family, they're not losing hope. They have the community behind them all the time and they're supporting them in any way they can, you know, with flyers and just any way they can. And it was it was a it was a comfort to the family in such a time. And then the San Angelo police, they set up a hotline as well to receive any tips. And they, they just want something to go off of. And they followed on any tip they could. Like, oh, we saw clothing on the side of the road. Or we think we saw Tracy here. And they followed up on pretty much everything but came up um, empty-handed. It was a dead end. So, uh, like I said, they just keep hitting dead ends. So, on March 1st, 1994... Two weeks after the kidnapping, they decide to interview um, Tracy's drill sergeant because they're like, well, who can we start with? They're like, well, Tracy's drill sergeant might be able to give us something. Let's talk to her. She knows a lot of people. She knows Tracy. She might have seen her hanging out with somebody else. Okay, so um, her drill sergeant, Sandra Lane, looks so much like Tracy and they show pictures. She looks like an older version of her almost like um like an older sister in the looks department they resemble each other a lot um they both had like short red hair same big broad smile just really similar in looks it was was strange anyways so they interview her and ask if she knows someone who could have done this to her and they they like give her the details of what happened they're like you know this is what these two soldiers saw happen to her like you know and she was kidnapped and give her as much detail as they can see if they can come up with anything uh so she said that she's like i I feel like the, someone who could have done this is someone who was who feels scorned and they're like what do you mean and she says well my ex-husband did this to me just a few days ago what <laughs> yeah she said that her ex had done the same thing to her and then she she thinks that her husband might be a suspect okay um what yeah so let me tell you about sandra lane she tells police that she had an affair with a married man um she met while stationed in germany so this was a few years prior to this um, he was also active duty, but they kept the affair under wraps until he divorced. He got divorced and then married Sandra Lane in 1992. But the marriage went sour. He became violent with her. He was an alcoholic and one night after t- way too many drinks, um, hit her and beat her and brutally raped her. Mm. Yeah, so it was, you know, the typical spousal abuse we hear about man hits, you know, man hits woman like the little dick bastard that he is. (laughs) Makes her think that she that she provoked it, Mm -hmm. that she deserved it. Of course. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. And when it's over, he promises he'll never do it again. Mm -hmm. Right. Always. Right. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to change. Mm. lies Mm -hmm. lies so sandra gets fed up with this fucking bullshit and she's like bye 
we're done. I'm getting a divorce. Gross. Get out of here. So she divorces his ass in 1994. Good. But then, so she gets stationed at San Angelo, Texas, and he fucking follows her to San Angelo. Um, He moves nearby and he starts harassing her. So February 16th, just two days prior to Tracy's disappearance, Sandra's ex breaks in the door of her house, of Sandra's house, and takes her at gunpoint. He tells her to call his answering machine and leave a very convincing message saying that she wants to get back together with him. He's basically blackmailing her saying, if you've called the fucking police, like I have evidence that you called me inviting me over. So like <gasps> you like, yeah, yeah. Oh so he's just trying to set her up. Yeah. So she she never he sexually assaults her and she never reports it to the police. Oh, poor girl. Because she's she's like, you know, what am I gonna do? It's my word against his. Yeah. Um, it's her literally her own word against what she would be reporting. Mm-hmm. So she instead she she asked to be uh, stationed in Germany again. She's like, I don't want to be here. I, I just I just want to get away from him. So she's gonna try to transfer to Germany. Now, the the night of Tracy's kidnapping, there's phone records that Sandra and her ex spoke on the phone. I'm not clear on who called who, but she made it very clear to him that she wanted nothing to do with him. And she was like, stay away from me. I'm done with you. Like, this is this is done. Like, it's over. Fucking get over it. So this hearing this, the police hearing this, they like perk up. They're like, oh, shit, like. What's, you know, there could be a connection here with her ex and Tracy's disappearance. So they start looking into her ex. Lewis Jones Jr. is 44 years old and he served as an army ranger for 22 years. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was the fucking elite of the elite, Jen. Right? right. He's like trained. He is like trained for very special missions. Yeah. Anyways, um, and he he like served in the invasion of granada and the gulf war so he's got experience yeah 22 years 22 years veteran he retired as a master sergeant and at the time of the kidnapping was actually the shuttle driver on base so he had access to the base and he he drove a van on base shuttling people back and forth it was the perfect way for him to stay close to Sandra, his ex, you know, to keep an eye on her. And he was harassing her. He fucking worked on the same base that she was in. That's not like, fair. It was, it was crazy. That's not fair. And it's like, what is she going to do at the time? At the time, the this is so bad. Military men saw females as that they were there for their own entertainment. You know, they didn't take them seriously. A lot of them yeah, didn't take them seriously. I'm not saying all of them, but they weren't being taken seriously and they were seen as objects. And unfortunately, a lot of assaults happened. Yeah. I feel like nothing has fucking changed to this day. Yeah. So, so, but the, the police, so they go, you know, they investigate this guy, but the police have no evidence to arrest Jones. So the police have no evidence to arrest Jones for the disappearance of Tracy. So instead, they arrest him for assaulting his ex-wife. So they're like, okay, let's get him in here. Let's try to talk to him and um, let's see what we can get out of him. Mm -hmm. So Agent Whitson, along with another agent from the San Angelo Police, um, 
they like stake out Jones's house. They're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna observe him, and then we will go in there and they arrest him. And they did. They bring him into the San Angelo police station to question him about the assault of his ex-wife and to see if they can get anything regarding Tracy. So he quickly admits to raping and assaulting his ex. And police think it's really weird. They're like, mm, this guy fessed up too quickly. Like, what's going on? And it, it was almost like if he wanted the attention to go to the that crime and not the Tracy crime. He's like, well, if I maybe confess to this, like, they'll get off my back about yeah. Tracy. Like, they won't ask me. But they careful, the police carefully bring up the Tracy um, investigation. And he, like, denies having to do anything with her abduction. But... He soon falls under pressure and he like confesses. He, he confesses to kidnapping her. Yeah. And wow. He, so they're like, where is she? They're like, where is she? Yeah. Where can we find her? And so he agrees to take police to a location where her body is. Oh, no. Yeah. So they find the body of Tracy fully dressed in her uniform under a bridge. And the fact that she's like fully dressed in her uniform, I mean, like she's dressed, her shirt's tucked in, everything is in order. She looks like it looks clean. And they're like, this leads like them to think that there was no sexual assault. The family is soon informed and they, they're all heartbroken, of course, devastated. They bury they they bury her in Minnesota, but they're still left with so many so many unanswered questions as to what happened to her and why yeah why it happened why so yeah so he's on October October nineteen ninety five Jones goes on trial for the kidnapping and murder of Tracy Joy McBride with prosecutors seeking the death penalty. This is what the McBride family wants. They're like, yes, he needs to be put to death. So Jones tells the story of what happened to Tracy. He says he was driving just around base um, when he notices Tracy on the phone. He had just actually talked to his ex-wife a few hours prior. This was the phone call that he, she was like, I'm done with you. Fuck you. Get out of my life. You know, I never want to see you again. So he knew that Sandra, his ex-wife, was not on base as she was at home. But he sees Tracy and he's like, oh, fuck, is that her? Like, what is she What is she doing here? Because my yeah. mom told you they look so much alike. Yeah. So this triggers him. Uh. He's triggered. Yeah. It triggered his rage. He tried to lure Tracy by asking for help. Uh, but she replied that she couldn't because she was on a long distance phone call. This is what Dawn heard on her mm -hmm. end, her best friend Dawn back home yeah. in Minnesota. So then he forced her to go with to go with him at gunpoint. Um, he also um, admits to assaulting um, Private Peacock when he hit him over the head. And then he says he took Tracy back to his place where he raped her for hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. And then, Jen, he has her clean up herself and he makes her pour peroxide on her genitals. Oh so my there's God. no evidence yeah. He's a sick motherfucker. I know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. So, and then he, like, stuffed socks in her mouth, ties her up, and sticks her in the closet. I'm not sure how long he kept her there, but it was, like, two two weeks that they couldn't find her. Yeah. So, it was probably a few days he washed her clothes, 
He helps her get dressed, you know, makes her look like nothing happened to her. And then he he has her walking on towels like that he spread across the floor. So she wouldn't like pick up any fibers from the house that could become evidence later on when they find her. So, yeah. Excuse me. I'd like, how do you, why do you think of all this thing? Why, how, how do we think of all of that? uh, Yeah. That's, have you ever seen the movie, um, Murder by Number? Oh, yes. With Sandra Bullock and Ryan Gosling. I love that movie. It reminded me of that. Yeah. I know it's really good. It reminded me of that when they're like setting up the crime scene and scene and they put like fibers from the carpet and like the baboon or something. Yeah. They want to set up this guy. I was like, oh my God, they like thought everything out. Yeah. He's thinking of everything that he doesn't want to for her to be found with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to cover his tracks by preventing any evidence to be i mean he washed her clothes wow yeah and made her pour peroxide on her genitals that's clean herself up that's what i thought when you said when they found her body and it was like pristine her clothes were normal tucked in and you know she looked normal i was like that's not normal though especially when she was gone for that long like there's no way that's not right that at least there would have been some sort of struggle yeah. and it would have been evident in in her appearance. Yeah. yeah. But nothing. Wow. <sighs> it gets worse, Jen. Oh, God. So then Jones Jones takes Tracy 30 miles outside of the city and he beats her over the head with a tire iron crushing her skull. Oh, my God. Yes. So in the trial, Jones, because he's already under arrest, he fucking confessed. Let's get this guy in prison for the rest of his life, at the le- at the very least. Yeah. So in in the trial, Jones's attorneys come up with the defense that Jones is suffering from Gulf War syndrome. Um. Yeah, and this is this causes like chronic illness, including neurological impairment, um, which we all know is PTSD, mm-hmm. and all of this was caused by poisonous gases that he was exposed to during the Persian Gulf. No. Yeah. His. His lawyers also claim that Jones was a victim of child abuse, Ugh. but the jury's like, meh, I don't think so. Like, there's plenty of people that have been to war, and they have PTSD, and they were, you know, abused as children, and they're fine. They're able to control <laughs> their killer instinct. Yeah. So they don't buy it. They don't go out and murder somebody who is not even their own ex-wife that they're trying to get. And then also... Make sure that nothing is on her body that they will find on her later. Come on. Come yeah, on. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like he went into rage and killed her right then and there. Right. He kidnapped her. Yeah. And he had her for a while. And he set her up like he was I mean, walking on towels. Yeah. All that I feel may not have been it feels premeditated exactly. to me. You know? It was very thought out. Yeah. He thought of everything. Yeah. Every step. Mm-hmm. So After two days of testimony and 65 minutes of deliberation from a jury made up of nine females and three men, they find Jones guilty and they recommend the death penalty. So on June 11th, 1996, Jones entered into the Texas Department of Criminal Justice and was eventually moved to the U.S. Penitentiary uh, Terre Haute. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sorry. Um, Into the men's uh, death row. So through the appeals process... 
Jones lawyers continued to argue that he should be spared the death penalty and have his sentence commuted to life imprisonment because nerve gas had damaged Jones's brain, according to their lawyers, and that that was responsible for his personality changes that contributed to the tragic events of his crimes. So, in 1999, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to overturn the death sentence. Jones' final appeal for clemency from President uh, George W. Bush at the time and his final appeal at the U.S. Supreme Court failed once again in March 17th of 2003. So on March 18th, 2003, Jones was executed um, at the USP Terror Hot by lethal injection making him the third federal prisoner executed since federal execution, execu- executions resumed in 2001. Tracy's family and a friend attended the execution. That one, like, that broke my heart when I read that. I was like, would you want to be there to see that happen? Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know, like, how is that? Is that closure to some how people? How is that closure? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think I would want to see it. I think I would rather do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would be like, let me have Adam. Right. Yeah. Um. So Tracy Joy McBride was buried at Fort Snelling National Cemetery in Minnesota. Uh, the Tracy Joy McBride Scholarship Fund and its associated event, Tracy's Night, were named after her. The fund is primarily managed by Tracy's sister, Stacy McBride Cox. And there is a tragic story of Tracy McBride, her kidnapping and her murder. Wow. Man. How terrible. I feel like nothing has changed. No. Nothing has changed the military. No. You know, you still have all these. It, 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 um, brings, it brings up the Vanessa Guillen yeah. situation as well. Yeah. You know, and that's something I'm sure further down the road we will cover. Oh, yes. I feel like it's way too soon to talk about. Yeah. Um. But it's, you know, it's the same thing. It's it's these um, men thinking that they have a right to a female just because she's within <laughs> close range to them. And then they're like, we're, they're not disposable. You know, they're human beings. Like, how can you think like that of your fellow coworker, of someone who's serving next to you, who has every intention to do good in the military. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand, but like I said, I feel like nothing has changed now. Maybe there's more rules in place, but are they being followed through? No, because we still have fucking sick, to, you know, bastards in the military, serving in the military, and doing this disgusting, these disgusting things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's it's sad to see. It's really hard. It's really hard to see that. Uh, Yeah. It it just, it makes me sick that somebody just, like, you could think, whether it was your, whether it had even been his ex-wife or not, the fact that you feel the need to kidnap and then just brutally torture somebody and then completely just utterly horrifically murder them afterwards because right. you're angry, because you're mad. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. That's not how you live. Yeah. This is not, this is not what no. you want to do. Who raised you like no. that? Come on. Come yeah. on. You know better than that. I know. It's, it's you know, it's the act of a of a petulant person and almost like a just, I don't know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I know. It's very angering. It is. It's super, it's very frustrating. And it's just so sad because, you know, whether it was his ex-wife or, you know, it's, it's Tracy. It's just still, you're still taking an innocent life. There's n- nobody deserves that. Nobody. At all. Yeah. And the claim, and the claim that it was, you know, um, caused from the PTSD of being in war. It's like, well, what was the excuse when you were fucking beating your wife and raping your own wife? Yeah. You know, the one person who who was with you. I I want to know about his ex-wife, the, the first wife. Yeah. The first wife that he cheated on. First of all, that shows what his character is like, too. Mm-hmm. That he was going behind his first wife and cheating on her and having an affair with this other woman. So that speaks a lot of his character. Yeah. It just uh, it's you know one of those things it's like well I got away with with an affair and I got away with um beating my um at the time wife and then raping her and then doing it again later on when we were divorced so now I'm going to do it to this perfect stranger just because I am a little pissy that she kind of looks like her and you know claim that it's due to the stress from having been in the Gulf War. Yeah. Like I get it. It, that shit messes with your mind like i i understand but you also are a human being and you need to learn how to control your own emotions and two the fact that they let him be you know on a military installation again too it's like something like that should have been you know seen like i don't know how things work i know he was just a shuttle driver but still like Stuff like that. If he's going through this, his wife literally moved away and he followed her. Like, that shit's not okay. Like, that right there. He should have never been allowed to work on a military base if he was doing this shit, too. But I don't know how all that works, so. And then then, then the fact that that Sandra, his ex-wife, knew that she really couldn't do anything about it. She couldn't be like, hey... This guy's harassing me. He's my ex-husband. Because she probably knew that her being a female in the military, it, it had no value. Right. Like, there was no value in it. And she's like, they're not going to take me seriously. Like, yeah. they're not going to care. He's a fucking war veteran. Like, he served for 22 years. He was an army ranger. He seems more stable mm-hmm. than a female currently serving, you know? It's yeah. like men have an issue with women who have authority. I know. We can do it just as good as you guys. We can. Men with dicks. Let us let us Maybe do better. it. Leave us alone. Just let us do it and not Right? Just let it just let it just let it be, please. Just yeah. let it be. <laughs> so, yeah. Why why are men so threatened by women I in don't, power? I don't know. It's not <laughs> I mean not all women are trying to be better than men and blah 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 like we're not trying to shove it in their faces but we would like to feel equal at least if we can do the same job as you can at least like you know make us feel equal because we are we're still fucking respect us we grow humans god (laughs) yeah i saw just changing the topic kind of i saw a friend post on Facebook that they were so excited for a female in office, which we haven't even covered because we don't really get into politics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know about you, Jen, but I'm super excited for a female in office. So that's me. That's just me. Um, and I saw somebody saying, oh, she was a, uh, you know, 
questioning her past and her past yeah. choices, her personal choices. And I was like, what does that have to do with fucking anything right now? Like, I want my daughter, if I, if my daughter has done something that is deemed immoral, I want her to know that she can always come home and that I will always love her and that she can be better. If, if she thinks that was a mistake, she can rise from that occasion and, or to the occasion and she can be better than her mistakes. And I was like, what does it matter? What does it matter at this, if it was like a long time ago and she wasn't hurting anybody? No. What does it matter? It's it, Everybody likes to bring up stuff from the past, always. Your past follows yeah. you, whatever. Uh, we all have one. Yeah, exactly. We all one. We've all done things that we don't like. We're just, we're not celebrities, so we don't get all of our business put out there like they all do. Every Everyone, especially everyone in that office, is going to get their business thrown out and everybody's going to have an opinion on it and whatever. But yeah, I'm most proud of the fact that we have a first ever woman vice president. I think that's fucking amazing. Like it fucking rocks. Like just so cool. President Biden who? Yeah. (laughs) President Biden who? (laughs) It's just, I think it's amazing. Like that's just, that's awesome. I could, I couldn't wait to tell my daughter that first day was like, Oh yeah, by the way, making history first woman vice president ever history Mm -hmm. that's the way i see it that's what i see and that's what i want my daughter to see be like she's a female like me she is a person of color like me she's a minority like me like this is this is possible like this is awesome and this is this is history in the making like how amazing yeah also how fucking beautiful was lady gaga at the inauguration she's magical she's like a unicorn i love her right I I yeah. know I that yes I mean it's Lady Gaga come on yeah and J Lo J Lo's just fabulous all uh, around always but, always yeah. I was like yeah I was like Lady Gaga singing the national anthem yes <laughs> serve it up I love it I loved it so anyways enough about politics I know That's that it. was my story I hope you enjoyed it yes hope our listeners enjoyed it yes I'm answering yeah. for all of you because you know you did because I did <laughs> yes yeah. That was awesome. Okay. Seriously. Thank you, Veronica. Yeah, you're welcome. What do you have for us? Um, I just got a little bit of information. I um I was kind of struggling, you know, this week. My brain's been all over the place and just trying to find something that to talk about that people would find somewhat interesting. So mm-hmm. I found out about this thing called Troops to Teachers. I'd never heard oh. of it before. I, I've heard of it. Yeah, I was talking to my friend across the street about how Dave would be such a good teacher. Like, he should totally be a teacher. And my friend goes, yeah, oh, he, would. he could do the Troops for Teachers. And I was like, I've never heard of that. So, if anyone else is like me and has never heard of it, here is some information mm-hmm. on that. Troops to Teachers, or Triple T, not Ice Tea, Triple T. Mm, ice Tea sounds good. But, right, I know, so good. Or unless you're talking about the singer, then he's not really my type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a rapper, I should say, the rapper. <laughs> the rapper. Ra- rapper. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but I like iced tea. It's delicious. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Sweet tea, you know. On a hot day. Flavored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peach iced tea. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm out. <laughs> Raspberry. 
Ooh. <laughs> I don't like peach. No, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just tea that I like peach in. Ooh, raspberry. I don't like. Strawberry? I don't like. Yeah. I just don't like certain things that are flavored. Yeah, right. other flavors. Like, I don't like peach flavored anything. I don't like the orange chocolates. No. I don't like those. Mm-mm. I don't like those yeah. either. They're they're weird. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um anyway, so <laughs> not food related, um, but just a bit. Okay. Here we are. But we make it food related. We always do. As always. <laughs> All right. So yeah. troops to teachers. So the Department of Defense and Education founded Troops to Teachers program in 1993 to help veterans transition into teaching careers after completing their military service. Mostly, so the biggest thing I saw with this was it was to encourage these new teachers then to work in schools that were, needed more help basically, were at a very low level public schools, low poverty level, Mm -hmm. low, you know, stuff like that. Schools that need a lot more help to them. But you could work, I mean, you're a teacher, once you do this, you're a teacher, so you have the choice to work where you want. But they are more Mm -hmm. encouraging for those types of schools. Um, So your eligibility for Triple T is open to all transitioning military veterans who will be or have been honorably discharged and have a bachelor's degree or an alternative training. Not really sure what they mean by alternative training, but I'm sure it means some sort of schooling because mm-hmm. obviously you're going through this. You kind of need a bachelor's degree to right, get a teaching you do, certificate. Right. Because, I mean, they, they do expect military members to go to school. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you're going to be a teacher. You should probably, you should probably have that. Um, also, yeah. members of the National Guard and Reserves may also apply. My cord, cords everywhere. It makes it really hard to hold your paper. <laughs> so I got most of this information from a website that was called AccreditedSchoolsOnline.org. They had a really good outline of everything. And then also, the actual website for Troops to Teachers is called ProudToServeAgain.com. And that's where you can find all of your information and get to everything. The application, we'll get there. We'll get to that part. <laughs> okay. Here's the roadmap to becoming Troops to Teachers. So, to register for the program, um, veterans with a bachelor's degree, the registration is online. Unfortunately, if you look, if this is something that your spouse or you, um, as the active duty member, is looking into this fiscal year, you unfortunately cannot join the program um, because of COVID. There's been a lot of pause on everything, so they are actually not doing any applications for the twenty-one fiscal year. But hold out hope because. I've, it's gonna it's gonna be there. They're still they're still trying. Anyone who's already registered, they're still going with. But right now they're okay. on hold. But no more new people. Yes, no more right now. But that's okay because there's always another year. So to do that, right. you go to their online website and you can register. Pretty simple, straightforward, right there. Then once that's done, you can meet you meet with a counselor and you create your own action plan. So you meet one on one with somebody. 
to create a plan for you to get through this program, which that's amazing to have somebody that's there helping you through step by step. Awesome. Next step is for you to pass your praxis praxis exam or state exams. Yeah, that's a hard word. word. You should practice saying practice. I should. (laughs) I should. Um, Or state exams for teacher credentials. So it just, um, it just varies on which state you're trying to get this done in. They, the website has a really good by state procedure for everything too. So if you're looking for Mm -hmm. Arizona or Nevada or Texas, you can just click on your state on that website and it'll tell you all the steps that you need to take specifically for your state. Oh. Yay. Oh, okay. So step four, you need to pass a background check and a screening. So becoming a teacher, you have to have a background check, fingerprinting, all that stuff. So you're going to have to go through all this too during your Troops to Teachers program. Next, you complete your student teaching hours. So obviously, again, this varies state by state. Whatever your state is requiring on hours, if they even require it, Mm -hmm. is what you need to do. Um, Then you will apply for your state certification. And again, varies by state by state on how that goes. All right, so step seven. You will then, after you've gone through all these things throughout your program, you're going to create a resume cover letter, and a list of references. Your counselor that you got at the beginning of your program is going to help you create your resume specifically for you and for what you are looking for. So if you're looking for elementary work, they'll help you design it around that. Or if you're looking specifically to be math teachers, social studies, that kind of thing, they will be able to help you make it so it corresponds with all of that. Step eight, you're going to search for jobs by your state. On on your website, on your website, on the website, (laughs) proudtoserveagain.com. Not ours. We can't help you with all that on our website. Sorry. But proudtoserveagain.com. You can search for current openings or um, look for anything specific to the type of teaching job you're wanting to get. Um, Step nine, they encourage you to attend their, like, fairs, school fairs, teaching, teacher fairs, job fairs. That's what it is. It's a job fair. Um, Just so that you can see what's out there, different schools, you know, that type of stuff. And then step ten, you go to work because now you're done. Your program's complete. You finished all yeah. your steps. You found your job. Now you get to work. Start. Start Time it. to start teaching. Start doing them your little rascals. Yeah, right. So Troops for Teachers provides many services, including financial support, which they offer stipends and bonuses. There's a $5,000 stipend that can be offered to a participant for a commitment to teach three years in public school with at least 20% of its students who are at or below poverty level. And then they offer a $10,000 bonus to teachers who commit to teaching at least three years in a school district that has a 10% student population that is at or below the poverty level and a high percentage of students with disabilities. 
Okay. So obviously these schools are needing a lot of more extra challenging. help. Yes. Right. It's a little bit more challenging, so they offer them more. Okay. That's how they're able to offer you bonuses and like that too for these type of commitments, which is nice. So they also offer job placement assistance. The counselors can help participants to locate and apply for teaching positions. Mm-hmm. I mean, another great offer, another great thing your counselor will do for you. There's a higher and higher in advance program where a service member transitioning out of the military can guarantee a t- teaching position up to three years in advance. Oh, wow. Yes. That's really nice to know that you're securing a job that early on. Yes. That's good. There's some ways to, um, I mean, they have, uh, proudtoserveagain.com has a lot of information. If you just go to their about section too, if you have any other questions on, you know, what what am I supposed to do? When can I do this? Mm Because there's like a year... Or so there's like a three-year gap where you have to be able, you have to apply. It's like from your date of separation, your retirement, whichever one it is, Mm -hmm. that you need to be able to get into this program for you to be able to be in it. Mm -hmm. So it's something really cool. It's interesting if you are interested in being a teacher, you've had military service, you've done good in there. And you want to keep going Mm -hmm. and doing things, there you go. There you go. That's it. That's all I got. I wonder if they they would be willing also to place you in the Dodea school system, like... I would... I would hope so. So they... Nowhere where I read there was any mention about Dodea, but, I mean, I would think because I always hear that Dodea needs teachers, you Mm -hmm. know, and... They're always needing teachers somewhere and the extra help, all of that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm which I would hope it would be a possibility for them to give find you a job right. in a Dodea school. Well, I'm just thinking of like some service member, their, their spouse is all, uh, could already be a teacher and working for Dodea. And it's like, well, it'd be nice to just um, bring in the active duty member to teach as well. Right. But then, I mean, getting out into the community and helping out those that are um, more challenging, like in a more challenging school, that's also a great, a great way because, I mean, you're already, you were already in the military, like, I'm sure that in itself is Mm -hmm. very challenging and what you're dealing with. Yeah. It's like, this should be a cakewalk. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I know. And that's what this program was all about is it was created so that you know, they could get more people in to be teachers who have, you know, the ability to do it, the willingness, the, you know, the determination to be a teacher Mm -hmm. and help, especially in those, you know, like they say, the low income areas that, you know, just need, need a little bit more help, Mm -hmm. more teachers willing to, to be there. Cause I mean, I feel like anywhere, no matter where you are, I feel like they're always low on teachers. And what better way, that's one thing. what better person than to have someone that served in the military and has yeah. discipline and regimen and yeah. structure, that that's probably what would help in a situation yes. like that. Oh, okay. That's really cool. I totally forgot about that program. Like I remember seeing it like on the AFN commercials uh, back in the day. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Back in the 
day yeah. when they still I don't do they still have AFN? Yeah. They, they do? do. Okay. I just I think it's like where I don't think we I don't have it here on base and I've not heard anyone talk about AFN here, but I know like when we were in the UK there was AFN. Right. Like in TLS yeah, 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 they yeah. have some channels. That's yeah. right. Yes, that that is true. So when we lived in, in Belgium we had AFN but to get it off base, you had to buy like a decoder box and yeah. the satellite and someone would come out and install it for you. Um, or you can install it yourself. Um, if you're my husband, you think you can install it yourself and then you spend <laughs> a good three hours walking around the backyard trying to find the right <laughs> spot for it. And then your wife will call the um, installer and it will only cost like 20 bucks and done deal. There you go. But, you know ego men's ego anyways yeah so in so we were <laughs> able to watch afn that way and i do remember seeing those commercials that troops to teachers and i thought i remember thinking it was a really cool program so now that i know a little bit more about it i really think it's a cool program so yeah yeah that's it's awesome. awesome especially that transition if you know your active duty member is not quite sure what they really want to do it's mm-hmm. right there it's an option for them to get into yeah absolutely yeah that's awesome jen thank you for that info yeah you're welcome great great well so okay great well that's i don't have much for today i have i gotta go prepare myself mentally for teaching the children and Mm -hmm. it's i believe it's thursday today i don't know what day it is anymore I don't even know what year it is anymore. <laughs> I had a I had a moment today where I was like I was like wait today yesterday what what no what year is it yeah what <laughs> like year is it Who it's knows? been a week I'm sorry Jen been a week yeah. Jen and I were talking before we started recording and she's had a rough week it's been interesting yeah so, yeah but she's getting through it we all are yes yeah i have you to talk to and always. help me get through it thank goodness always always here i know when you told me you're like that you had had a rough week i was like let me get my coffee and sit down and listen to jen i was like just trying to find all my stuff and then i got thank distracted because i was like i can't find the case to my headphones i'm gonna blame kyle i'm gonna say he moved it somewhere i as bet always, as that always. they like to do that though they do. Yes, they so. do. Yes, they do. <laughs> don't they? I'd be like, hey, do you know, have you seen my blah, blah, blah? Nope. And then I find my blah, blah, blah somewhere where I would never put it. And then mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I did move your blah, blah, blah. Great. Yeah. I'm going to punch you're like, oh, face. now you remember. Yes. Thanks a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other day, so we don't have a, a TV in, in the bedroom. And we have a projector, so we've just been <laughs> projecting onto the wall, whatever we can at night, just to calm, turn our brains down. Oh, my headphones died. Just to turn our brains off. And I was like, I can't turn it down. Where's the volume? It's super loud. And he was kind of asleep, and he wasn't answering me. I was like, whatever. So the next day I asked him, I was like, how do you turn down the volume on here? And he's like, oh, one of these buttons. And he just pointed at the projector itself. And I was like, that doesn't help. And then, like, a few yeah. days later, I find a remote. And I was like, what's this remote to? And he's like, the projector. And I was like, <laughs> like you've had a remote this entire time? I was like, are you going to tell me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I was like, I was trying to turn down the volume the other day. Oh, men. 
They're useless that brains. Man. Yeah. Those men. They just think with, you know, the their, their penis. whole thinking. They're like, yeah, you get it. You understand. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's like, no. I need, no. I don't. I need more detail in my life when you're talking to me because you talk like caveman. Don't forget to take care of yourself. Everyone needs to make sure you take care of yourself, whether it's working out, meditating, uh, a bath, walking. Yeah. Anything. Anything to clean your mind and just focus on yourself for even like 10 minutes. Absolutely. Give yourself even 10 minutes. Yeah. 30 if you're feeling frisky, an hour. <laughs> Whatever you got to do, okay? Yeah. yeah. Whatever you got to do. Turn off your brain somehow. I always say this. I'm like, yeah. I always have to turn off my brain at night to be able to fall asleep. So it's like I'll watch TV or I'll read a book. Just something to get me out of whatever is going on in my world, in reality, and into something else focus my brain on something else and sometimes that means you know disconnecting completely from social media um, yes or just sitting in a dark room by yourself or talking to a friend just anything that could help for me like i said it's it's reading um talking to you um yeah that's that's my advice for everybody because it's it's hard times right now and we're all sick of being indoors. We're all sick of not being able to to have the choice to go somewhere. That's the thing is like yeah. I, I want to yeah. be able to stay home by choice. I want it to be my yeah. choice. And you yes, guys are doing can. great. And we thank you for yes. we thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We love your comments that you leave on Facebook or Instagram. Um Make sure you guys reach out to us if you have any stories you want to tell. I know a few weeks ago I said, hey, send us any like secret stories that you have that are military related. I still am waiting to hear from you guys. And we would love to talk about your stories on the podcast. Um, we can keep you anonymous if you want. And um, we do have a, a special interview coming up um, in the next few episodes. I haven't really pinned it down yet just because of the time difference but you guys wait it's gonna be fun <laughs> yeah so um yeah if you guys want to reach out to us once again it's at dependesplaining at gmail.com or leave comments on facebook um instagram or twitter and don't forget to rate us rate and subscribe it really does help just leave a five-star review it doesn't matter if you leave a comment or not if you're gonna give us a one star you might as well tell us what we're doing wrong. You're yeah. obviously listening, so <laughs> why are you giving You're us a one listening. star? You're still listening. Yeah. Exactly. Give us a five, and then if you really are just, you know, jealous, whatever, pouty face, <laughs> just just email us and tell us what's going on, okay? Yes. Just tell us why. Yeah. Why you feel why. this way. Why don't you like us? Why did you give us a one star? It's fine. We don't care. We can handle fine. it. Yeah, that way yeah. we can try to improve. We're not gonna, but yes. we could try. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for today, Jen. Well, thank you. Again, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate your support so much. So, so much. This is why we keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to continue these bi-weekly episodes yes. to give us time. Right now, and to give Veronica time for her PCS. Yes. Because shit gets crazy, as you all know. So crazy. Everything just happens unexpectedly. So who knows? But we're yes. hoping for the best for you, Veronica. Thank you. <laughs> so next week, I'm going to be in TLF. So it's going to be 
tough to find a quiet spot in Teal. I don't know if I'm going to be on the yeah. very top floor of the three-story building or on the very bottom where you can hear footsteps yeah. or, you know, the people walking around. But we will be in TLF. I will still try to record. <laughs> so just yeah. if you hear weird noises in the background, it's TLF stuff. Yeah. Remote recording Remote on location. Recording. Mm-hmm. On location. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Bear with us during these times. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you all. Uh, We hope that you all have a wonderful January. This episode might come out in February, though. So, you know, days. I don't even know what days, you know. Who knows? So, bye January. Hello, February. Hello, February. Here we are. Hello. It's February. Hello. Yes. Yeah. It will be someday. Well, Maybe? right now, as the episode <laughs> is being listened to, it is February. Yes. Yeah. It is. We're there with you. We're so, there with you. It's the month of love. You're there with us. It's my. It's the month of my birthday. I'm. My birthday is in February. Woo woo. Yeah. I'll be spending it in TLF. Yeah. I am gonna be in my late thirties. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> That's scary. It's just another. What. Another hill to climb. Yeah. Over. Just keep climbing this fucking hill. When am I going to get to the top? (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. It's coming eventually. It's coming quick. Let me tell you. Yeah, my body's telling me it's almost here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's good. It's all good things. (laughs) It's all good. It's fine. All right, guys. Hit us up. If you need something, you need someone to talk to, stories, all that, get at us. We're here for you. Thank you. We are. We're here for you. We love you. Thank you for your support. Find us wherever you listen to your podcasts and listen to our other episodes because they're pretty entertaining too. Super. Because in your podcast, wherever you go, there, there you are. are. Goodbye. Bye.